0: Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Eyer. This is podcast number six, Powerful Emails. How many emails do you get a day? Of these, how many do you delete without opening? How many do you open and then delete after reading a few words? Do you want your emails to be ignored? In this podcast, I describe effective practices to greatly improve the chances of recipients opening and responding to the emails you send. With this show, I begin a series of four shows on the style of your writing. I'm Pat Iyer, a ghostwriter, editor, and book coach. Headlines play a huge role in whether somebody will open your email. While I'm focusing on individual emails, many of the principles also apply to mass emails. The special significance of individual emails is that you're sending them to someone who is a potential prospect or collaborator. These emails represent an important opportunity to grow your business. Such emails require a great deal of focus. Archers want to hit the bullseye. That's the kind of precision you want to achieve with a targeted message. Once the prospect opens the email, you want to keep his or her attention. When carefully used, power words attract attention and interest. Words like easy and thanks may seem ordinary, but when you put them in the right context, they give power to your message. And whatever else you do, follow this slogan. Truth in advertising. Never promise what you can't deliver. A message built on half-truths is like a house built of sand. It will crumble and so will your business. When your potential customer or client opens their email, they will scan the email headers or subject lines. Make sure yours attract their attention. Keep your subject line short, 34 characters or under. I say 34 because most people look at email on their phones and longer subject lines will trail off. Lead with the most important point. Don't shout at people with all caps, and be specific in your email. You will typically write emails to request or offer a favor to someone you don't know and with whom you're interested in having a collaboration or partnership. These could also include job applications, emails to coworkers, messages to businesses such as your accounting firm, lawyers, and those with whom you have other business relationships. Be specific in your initial approach. One of the most annoying approaches I see in email headlines is one that is vague. A bad headline approach is, hey, do you have a moment? No, I don't know you. I have 50 emails in my inbox. And if this is the best headline you can write, I only have the second it will take to delete your message. Even worse is, do you have a quick moment? No, I have a slow one, but it's already reserved. I have an interesting idea. This is a good example of why show is more powerful than tell. Interesting is not an interesting word. How about, I would like to promote your book or your business or your website. This is tricky because lots of scammers say this in their email headers. However, this approach has a somewhat better chance of getting an email opened. Make sure that your offer gets spelled out clearly in the first sentence of the body of the email. You'll get even more opens if you write something like, I read your book and I loved it. No author can resist that. You can modify this approach by writing, I spent a lot of time on your website. If you prove it by mentioning specific details you liked, you can have an even better result. How about making a reference to a mutual acquaintance? If Martin X, who likes your work, whatever it is, says, why don't you email Maureen? I think you two could collaborate well. You have an opening. If possible, you will want him to email or call Maureen with the same message. If that's not possible, Use Martin's name in your headline. Martin suggested that I email you. Spell out why in the first sentence in the body of the message. Be sure to put your name and the position for which you are applying in the headline if you are sending in a job application. You will also at times send cold emails. This is analogous to the cold call to get business. Make it clear this is not a mass emailing by specifying the name of the company, and if you have a referring name, use it. Also use a contact name from the company you're calling if you have one. For example, I can help ABL have an expanded reach in the small business community. Or Jim of DataReach suggested that I contact you. Occasionally, a headline like this will exceed the recommended 34-character length. In that event, get your most important information in at the beginning. You may also send follow-up emails. And if that email is a follow-up to a face-to-face or phone conversation you had, refer to this briefly in the headline. Regarding our meeting of July 15th information you requested about my business expenses, operation make a date follow-up. Those are three good examples. When you're sending individualized emails, if the subject matter is time-sensitive, say so in the headline. Please reply by February, March 3. This doesn't mean they will, especially if they don't know you, but if they do, you have a far better chance of jumping the email queue. Don't write an incomplete headline like, Can you answer this question? and continue in the body of the email about best email practices. Don't force people to open your email. They won't like that for good reasons. You're not showing respect for their time. And if you blow it with an email, they imagine what you must be like in real life. Be sure to proofread your email. This is huge. Typos can be quite embarrassing. And if you have a question to ask, put it at the end of the email where it won't get overlooked. Ask yourself, would a phone call serve you better? Always consider this possibility. We grow addicted to the ease and speed of email, but sometimes you have a better result if you pick up the phone and speak directly to the person. This may not be appropriate with someone you don't know, but if you do, you may find out that the personal contact may serve you well. When you want to reach a lot of people, though, email is one of the most effective media if you do it right. If your headline has convinced someone to open your message, make sure you keep their attention by following suggestions. I mentioned that easy is a power word. These ideas are easy to follow. Keep your power words short and simple. Three factors make certain words powerful. Usually they're short. Consider words like buy, now, sale. Your audience can read them quickly. Second factor is they're commonly used and therefore easy to understand. Your sale may not resemble other people's sales, but the word has a message. Third factor is they're specific. Easy promises that whatever the email is describing is simple to understand. The word offers reassurance. Let's talk about the word thanks. Some people might think this word is overused and they're right. Any word loses its impact when it's carelessly and frequently used. Don't overlook it, though. Sending a customer who bought a product or service from you a thank you note evokes a positive response. People want to know that their patronage of a business means something. It's also appropriate to thank subscribers for reading your newsletter or special report. These thanks should come towards the end of the message. However, some successful newsletter writers open each issue with a general thank you to readers for maintaining their subscription. And personalization is important. The reader knows that you don't know him or her personally, but people have an almost instinctive positive response to seeing their names. It captures their attention. Using the words you or your have a similar effect of giving a message a personal feel. You lose your audience when you use the third-person form instead. Compare these two sentences. People enjoy the warmth generated by this low wattage space heater. You can lose the audience. People is impersonal. The reader might think, good for them, they're not me. Instead, Write, you will enjoy the warmth generated by this low-wattage space heater. Only two words are different. But in addition to the element of personalization, these sentences encourage the reader to imagine a warm, cozy room. Easy is an important word. Many people feel challenged or even threatened by technology, which can include considering whether to buy something that needs assembly The word easy can reassure them. I recently published a book, 52 Writing Tips, Fast and Easy Ways to Polish Your Writing. Putting easy in the title was important, as I know many people think it's difficult to grasp grammar, punctuation, and other elements of writing. However, I didn't use the word easy lightly. The content is easy to grasp. Keep power words on a list near you for when you write emails. I recommend a book, a book by Merrill Runyon called Power Phrases, the perfect words to say it right and get the results you want. The book provides powerful expressions to get your point across clearly and confidently. And that brings me to an important point. You can use all the power words recommended by experts in email marketing, but don't use them carelessly. You're giving your readers a promise. Make sure you can deliver. If you say it's free, don't introduce some little twist that will cost the reader money. For example, if shipping fees apply, say pay only XXX shipping charge. If an offer is Only good for the next 24 hours, make sure you don't make it available for the following 30 days. Power words may draw your readers in, but to hold them, you need to fulfill your promises. Here are my top tips. Limit your subject line to 34 characters. Proofread your emails and put questions at the end. And use power words in emails Keep a list near you so that you can refer to them when you're writing emails. In my next show, I'll share tips on how to use lists to quickly convey content and capture your reader's attention. And be sure to go to patire.com and get my book, 52 Writing Tips, Fast and Easy Ways to Polish Your Writing. It's a handy reference to have on any kind of writing project. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T B-U-S-I-N-E-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com.